previously on Nerd Lunch. Sherman Hemsley? Sherman <laughs> Hemsley? Was he seriously? Yeah, he was the toy man. <laughs> oh my god. I don't remember him. It was season two or three. That might two. have been a season three episode. Oh, well, there, well, I don't know. That sounds kind of awesome. So maybe there were some good episodes in there with the bad. Yeah. He sound, that sounds amazing. Sherman Holmes <laughs> lay his toy man. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> it was the, yeah, it was the Christmas episode, either season, season two or three. I don't remember now which one. Perfect. I'm actually going to seek that one out now. <laughs> 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 they they at one point were on HBO Max, but I don't know if anything's on HBO Max anymore. So I yeah, I know. They may have shed that like a second skin. <laughs> we will not pay residuals to Sherman Helsley's family. <laughs> That's right. His estate deserves nothing. <laughs> if that was really the Christmas episode, we gotta get that on Advent Calendar House. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yes, we gotta bring that up. <laughs> Welcome to the Advent Calendar House, the only podcast able to leap tall atomic space rats in a single bound. Today's episode was a request on a whole other podcast, and I am here to grant that Christmas wish. So join us as we unconsciously rig the secret Santa and unwrap a 1994 Christmas episode of Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman. This is Season's Greetings. That's with a D, greetings, get it? I am under the influence of mind-altering goo and ready to inhale the tallest jar of candy at super speed, Mike Westfall. And joining me, because I just caught him cheating at Secret Santa and I know deep in his heart that all he wants for Christmas is Christmas Jones, it's Jerry Davila. Hi, Jerry. You know, uh, how's it going, Mike? I uh, I can't help it. I, I have to write my name every time I'm in Secret Santa. I just fill them all with my name. That's how you get in trouble, man. <laughs> but that's how I got married, too. So it's, Hey! <laughs> and we... Nope. Save it. Uh, also here and wearing his special Santa suit he was saving for a special occasion, it's Paxton Holly. Hey, Pax. Hey, Mike. Hey, Jerry. I just took a gigantic whiff of an atomic space rat, and I think I am now in the mindset to be able to talk about this special. Oh, perfect. Yeah, I think you need to do that first. It always helps. It is always. I hope that's not a euphemism. I hope that's a... <laughs> that is a literalism. Is okay, that. good. We'll, <laughs> we'll never know. And fresh out of podcast retirement and out for revenge by making us all revert to greedy children... Please welcome my old pal and yours, Jeej. Good morning, Jeej. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, I am interested in doing this episode with you, Mike, but I thought we were going to Graceland, so I'm a little confused. Uh, (laughs) We'll make it up, I promise. All right. Guys, thank you all for being here. Uh, Jeej, this is your fault. (laughs) 
lame. Is it though, really? I mean, can't we pin this one on CT? We can. He's not here. He's in space doing space stuff. He couldn't join us, but yeah, he brought up this episode on on Nerd Lunch's 2023 edition of Nerdstradamus. I don't even remember how you got to that, but I guess everyone's just going to have to listen to it, but. Yes, because you can't count on any podcaster to remember anything they've said into a microphone. That's really unfair. <laughs> I know from personal experience. <laughs> Not in any regularity can we remember anything that was said before, <laughs> like last week, at least. No, what I remember <laughs> is CT brought up Lois and Clark. and We were talking about one-off guest appearances. And then he brought up this episode and its one-off guest appearances, which we will talk about very soon. But then Jeech had to go and say, this should be an Advent Calendar House episode. And now it is. I mean, I wasn't wrong. <laughs> You're welcome. You aren't. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. This is going to be so much fun. But I believe neither you, Jeech, nor you, Pax, had seen this before this year. Is that right? That is absolutely correct for me. 100% correct. Yes. Okay. Same for me. I, I didn't watch a lot of Lois and Clark at all. I think my parents did. But Sunday nights in the 90s, I was watching The Simpsons. Probably the better choice. Is that when it was on Sunday nights? It was Sunday, yeah. Sunday nights at <laughs> 8 o'clock. Oh, wow, yeah. No, I yeah, I didn't watch it when it aired. I watched, years later, I watched the first season on DVD. And uh, that, that was about it. I never watched any syndicated. So I actually have seen this one quite a lot. I've seen this one maybe about seven or eight times. Um, I loved Lois and Clark. That's like one of those shows that we wouldn't miss. Simpsons was actually showed at 7 p.m. where I was. So it was 7 p.m. And then we caught Lois and Clark at 8. So um, it was like off by an hour. But then it turns out my wife actually loved Lois and Clark. And so when we were dating, we just bought all the DVDs and we would like just binge it. And that's kind of how I guess we fell in love, question mark? I don't, I wow. don't know. Wow. <laughs> Lois and Clark is responsible for your marriage. That's right, yeah. yeah. Specifically this episode, right? Here. <laughs> <laughs> this one is, is, it's not the best Christmas episode. I mean, I mean let's, let's, let's just say, call it like it is. Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is the ninth episode of season two of Lois and Clark. It debuted December 4th, 1994 on ABC. Dean Kane wrote this episode. I saw that. Wow. That explains it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And now I'm wondering if he wrote The Toy Man with Sherman Hemsley in mind. <laughs> I want to believe that. I really do. I hope so. Yeah. I, yeah. I really want to believe that. Yes. For real. <laughs> I mean, all of his lines, I can't imagine anyone else having them in this. So makes sense to me. But yeah, that's right, folks. Sherman Hemsley from the Jeffersons plays Winslow Shot, better known in the DC universe as The Toy Man. <laughs> Does anyone know anything about Toy Man as a character? Yeah, I do. I mean, I'm a I'm a huge comic book nerd, so like starting 1990, I was like knee deep in comics, just just I was all in. And so Toy Man is like he's he is uh, if you're talking Winslow shot, they kind of borrow elements from like the pre-crisis and post-crisis continuity. So, oh, wow. uh, you know, the crisis on infinite earths. Yeah. And then they just made up like a ton of stuff and threw it all in there as well. So toy man essentially was like this, uh, this toy maker that kind of becomes disgruntled and after he's fired and really does 
create toys that wreak havoc and Superman, of course, defeats him easily every time. But um, I don't remember Wheezy ever tagging along like any of the comics. (laughs) Yeah. Not only did they get Sherman Hemsley, they got Wheezy too. Isabel Sanford plays his assistant. That's brilliant. I was not prepared for that. I yeah, exactly. I would I mean, why not get both? I love that they brought them both in here because I was not prepared for that. And I kind of <laughs> wished like if you had asked me, like I'm I'm a comic book nerd too, but I did not remember this guy. And if you had asked me, I thought this would have been a, like a Harley Quinn situation where like they he was in this and then if he showed up in comics, it was because it was from the show. So like it was created because of the show. <laughs> well, I remember the toy man from I think Super Friends or Super Powers or one of those. I remember him yes. in one of those yep. cartoons. Yeah, he was there. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, he was he was like from the 40s. He's like golden age level. Oh, wow. Superman. Yeah. It seems like and when you think about I'm an evil toy maker. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is golden yeah. age, 100 percent. Yep. <laughs> really stretching. Yeah, a million percent. In the cartoon, he's dressed more like a like a jester, almost like Harley Quinn, except <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> but I'm getting ahead of myself. If you want to watch this, I believe it's streaming on Max, but mm-hmm. I found a VHS recording of this episode hiding on the Internet Archive, and it has original commercials. Mm-hmm. Ooh, nice. <laughs> yeah, I watched the Max version. Yeah. I, I needed to see the commercials, though. I yeah. was disappointed. There were a few hits in there that I was expecting, and then the rest I was like, mm. <laughs> I don't really care about Sears that much. But no. um, <laughs> Sears. There, there's a few winners in there. Yeah, not a lot, though, but I'll throw one or two in our commercial break here. But first, we open on the festively decorated streets of Metropolis. Someone is on a ladder in front of an orphanage trying to hang a wreath. I didn't get a good look at who it was in this first scene, but don't worry, we'll circle back. What's important now is Lois and Clark happen to be turning the corner right as this guy drops the wreath, and Clark is there just at the right time to catch it and hand it back to him. (laughs) I love that perfectly convenient uh, (laughs) plot contrivance. Just everything just works out so perfectly. Yeah. Always on Lewis and Clark. Always. Yes, I was going to say that is my recollection. Like he only right. would uh, sort of avert kind of a nuclear terrorist attack uh, if he happened to be walking by where the bomb was. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I do love it because Superman is like crazy nerfed in this show. They like went with the uh, John Byrne run, you know, like right after uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths, and he's like just lowered his power level like crazy, and so Superman a lot of times is kind of weak and kind of pathetic in this show compared to like later on, you know, you think of Henry Cavill, you you think of like Christopher Reeve, just just powerhouses and uh, Dean Cain. Sorry, man, but you just don't get it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There's no way Dean Cain can fight nuclear, man. That's not. (laughs) No, 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 no no match. Yeah. yeah, Brick Pill is totally winning that fight. No, (laughs) nope. He is not winning that fight. Yeah. Doesn't have to do a lot of fighting in this episode. So I wouldn't know, but. (laughs) It's <laughs> a good point, yeah. Yeah. Here is Clark. He asks Lois, Don't you just love Christmas? Yeah, it's okay. It's okay? Just okay? Just okay? And this goes on for almost the rest of the episode, and I hate it. 
spoiler alert it goes on through every single christmas episode in the series really yes she goes every, back to it every time every oh time. no oh man yeah. <laughs> i, I yeah. thought she learned the lesson the true meaning of christmas in this episode <laughs> right <laughs> no no Sorry. <laughs> no. Oh wow! I think she finally actually season four. She might actually finally learn it because Mister Mixius Pitlick comes out, and that's actually like the best one of them. And I think she finally learns it at the end, but it's because they Groundhog Day it, where he's like reverting. Really? Yeah, they're just replaying. Yeah, uh, it's, it's actually fun. That's Howie Mandel playing him, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh wow! That I remember, yeah. but that's about all I remember from that. Well, you know, when I think of Mister Mixius Pitlick. I think of Howie Mandel immediately. Of course, I think of uh, immediate. I, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think of Gilbert Gottfried. Wasn't it Gilbert Gottfried in the uh, animated series? Yeah, it was. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Clark continues to press this issue more than any human or Kryptonian should. <laughs> <laughs> but our focus turns to the real stars of this episode: Sherman Hemsley and Isabel Sanford. As Winslow Shot and his assistant, Miss Duffy. I don't know, Mr. Shot. I just don't know about this. We're teaching the world a lesson, Miss Duffy. <laughs> this is no time to waffle. Well, I don't think it's waffling. Because it's Christmas. It's not waffle, it's wassle. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what I thought every time I saw it. Yep. <laughs> or is it uh, waddle? One, yeah, one of them. <laughs> Calls over some children. We're still near this orphanage, and the kids from the orphanage are playing in the snow. One little girl is quietly building a snowman, and some of the others try to take her hat, and one of the older, bigger kids sneers, don't pick on Danielle. (laughs) But then Shot calls the children over to him, says he's a toy maker, and he wants to give them a toy, and he unveils the atomic space rat. (sighs) This toy this whole concept of a toy was like terrible that's the worst it, it is really, the worst it really is. winslow shot reinvented the ninja turtle that's what it is <laughs> biker mice from mars actually yeah which came first chicken or the egg yeah i was gonna say this is kind of more street sharks level isn't yeah it? So. yeah you're right yeah. <laughs> Except instead of ninja weapons, this space rat comes with a squirt gun that shoots something (laughs) that apparently smells awful. And we find out when he sprays it into the face of this big kid who was defending Danielle earlier. And after a beat, he takes her hat along with the glove she put on this snowman she was building because he wants them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He wants everything. This space rat is basically like, Dragon Blaster Skeletor, right? Or like, <laughs> you know, right? Or like Cobra Khan, you know, you press their head down and they just squirt it out. I mean, squirt them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Rio Blaster or whatever that guy was. Oh, right. oh, yeah. Yeah. But I guess they come pre filled with whatever they're filled with. Yes. Yeah. What, what happens when it runs out? You got to get refills. <laughs> yeah. Of <this> stuff, I, <laughs> I need to pick up the uh, approved space rat goo. <laughs> <laughs> that'll be twenty dollars hey man every good businessman's got the razor and blades model right <laughs> that's right yeah. yeah this is actually a smart business model that's right yeah <laughs> well and he knows that he reveals whatever that space rat is spraying causes the children to act extremely greedy mm-hmm. and eventually all the other kids get sprayed and they gang up on poor danielle and they get ready to pelt her with snowballs but around the corner we see 
Clark stop mansplaining the spirit of Christmas to Lois as he hears these kids <laughs> shouting, let's get her. So he makes an excuse to tell Lois, oh, I got to forgot some shopping I have to do. I got to go. And he dashes around the corner. And as Superman uses his super wintry fresh breath to stop a bunch of snowballs hurtling toward Danielle in midair and hurdles them back toward their assailants. I love his Abe. He's like like Buddy the Elf, but with his his breath. It's like <laughs> crazy. <laughs> yeah, because he doesn't throw them back. He he blows them back with his breath, all in the perfect redirection. That's why he's super, and we're not. Yeah, yeah that's, that's it. That's, that's a good it. point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Touche. Yeah, convenient use of powers. Hello, Lois and Clark, the new Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> it, it does raise the question of like, is this the most serious problem going on in Metropolis right now? Is uh, a girl <laughs> might get bullied with snowballs? <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. She, okay, <laughs> sure. For now, until Winslow Shot tells his assistant his, his plan is to send the entire city into a chaos of greed. Every toy store in Metropolis will carry them. Every child will want one. Everyone who comes near them will smell them and, oh, oh Mr. Duffy, what a Christmas this will be! <laughs> and I can't decide whether this plan would have worked better or worse in Gotham City. Oh, wow. Yeah, mm, that totally. Yeah. yeah, that does feel like it should have been. Yeah, it really mm-hmm. does. It's like the Scarecrow or somebody. <laughs> that, yeah, right. like that is like my note. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Scarecrow right. is right. taking notes somewhere. <laughs> he was a fan of Lois and Clark. <laughs> <laughs> Who among us? <laughs> George Jefferson has it right. I'm, 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 that's right. Uh, but now we cut to the next day, and I guess Clark is still trying to find out why don't you love Christmas, Lois? <laughs> He's obsessed. <laughs> Good old Smallville boy. He doesn't understand. You didn't get it. Yeah. No. Gives a dollar to a bell ringing Santa who turns out to be the same guy who was hanging the wreath outside the orphanage. And now I got a good look at him. It's Dick Van Patten. (laughs) How's it going? Well, I wish I could say great, but so far you're way ahead in the generosity race. It's too bad, too, because these kids really deserve better. I guess people can't even imagine what it's like to be an orphan at Christmas. Is this his second time playing Santa? Isn't he also Santa in A, a Mouse of Mystery and Me? He sure was. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. That is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, here in Metropolis, Dick Van Patten works at the orphanage and admits to Lois and Clark he hasn't been able to raise enough money to give the kids their proper Christmas. Mm-hmm. So Clark tells Lois he'll catch up with her later as he tells the Santa he'll get some help drumming up support from a friend of his who flies in and out of the city. But do we know him? <laughs> I can't tell whether he's trying to drop hints that he's talking about Superman or what. Like, he's kind of famous. Did y'all see that progressive ad that they kept playing around the Barbie movie? Yes. They played it ad nauseum. <laughs> That's did. what it reminded yeah. me of. It's just like, I tell you who her boyfriend is, but I don't think I can. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Yeah, it was funny how he's obliquely talking about himself, but it also it's like he could be talking about Santa to Santa. He so could like, that's true. That, <laughs> that is true. And Santa does exist in the DC universe, so you never know. Yeah, that's right. You're right. He exists in this episode. And I'm not talking about Dick Van Patten. Right. <laughs> The only thing that disappointed me about this uh, this scene was uh, I, I love Mel Brooks 
So I was like very disappointed that uh, Dick Van Patten didn't talk to Superman in uh, the new Latin, you know. <laughs> <laughs> this was right after that, too. Or right before. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now we move on to the Daily Planet and Perry White, played here by Lane Smith. I know, honey. I'm excited, too. Our very first Christmas alone together. Now, tomorrow night, we're going to have some nice candlelight. I'm going to put on that special red Santa suit and ask you whether you've been naughty or nice. Where else do y'all know Lane Smith from? My cousin Vinny. Yeah, my cousin Vinny. I, I go to Red Dawn, actually. Oh, oh that's a yeah. Good pull. <laughs> yeah. I forgot he was in that. Mighty Ducks, too, is a big one. Mighty Ducks was my second one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I kind of love his Perry White here, especially here in this episode. <laughs> He is the best, and he is great <laughs> as Perry White in this. It, uh, it it really is interesting because uh, all of a sudden he just throws in like this huge love for Elvis randomly, but it kind of works with Lane Smith doing it. You know, it works with Lane Smith doing it. That's not a, a recurring theme with this Perry. <laughs> with this Perry, yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Okay, but okay, so it's just like comic Perry's. Uh, I don't know where this whole Elvis bit came from, but. Man, <laughs> maybe it came from Lane Smith. Maybe it's just like, you it know, probably <laughs> yeah. he loves Elvis. He's like, what's my character's secret? <laughs> yep, there you, go. Uh, you guys aren't giving me a whole lot to work with here. How about we do an Elvis thing? There we That's go. Right, yeah. <laughs> He's on the phone with his wife talking about their first Christmas alone together without the kids. They moved out and he's going to put on his special Santa suit. And oh, boy. He's telling me a little bit too much about his Christmas plan. <laughs> For real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but how close is his special Santa suit to what you imagined when you first saw the scene? <laughs> <laughs> Not anything what I was nope. <laughs> kind of relieved when I when I actually saw it, but <laughs> yes, yeah, I could go with some other directions for sure. But it is a very <laughs> special Santa suit either way. Yeah. Meanwhile, out in the newsroom, Jimmy Olsen is signing up people for a secret Santa exchange. Jimmy is played by old nerd lunch favorite, Justin Whalen. <laughs> we found him. He was right here all along. Hey, he was the second Jimmy. Yes, he was. Who Who was? Oh, I don't remember the name first. of the first guy. I just know they replaced him because of, quote unquote, he looked too much like Dean Kane. Oh, that's right. I, did <laughs> I don't buy it. <laughs> I don't buy it. <laughs> Well, that oh, first man. Jimmy's never going to go on to start a Dungeons and Dragons movie. So get him up out of here. <laughs> That's right. That's true. right. That's right. Get him out of here. Michael Landis is his name. Hmm. Uh, I don't remember him. Yeah. I don't know. Justin Whalen. I only yeah. remember Justin Whalen. <laughs> I only remember Justin Whalen. <laughs> the Jimmy Olsen in our hearts. <laughs> is he, though? Is yeah. He? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the Jimmy Olsen from Lois and Clark in our hearts. There you go. <laughs> there you, okay, there that's, you go. I'll accept that. Nailed it. That's what I yeah. meant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's here doing Secret Santa, and one new Daily Planet employee we've never seen before asked Jimmy, what's a Secret Santa? And oh my goodness, it's Denise Richards. <laughs> I'm in charge of it. Sounds like fun. I'm Angela. I'm in charge of it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was going to ask. Since I like I didn't remember this, like it feels like she's been on several times. This is her first appearance on the show. I think yes. it's her only it's appearance her only on appearance. this show, yeah. and her only. Wow, she feels like the the way they bring it up and the way they talk about her. It sounds like she's been there for a little bit. No, no, but the, you know that's just typical like 
sitcom kind of thing. You know? Yeah, that's true. In and out. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but Chris, Christmas Jones. Christmas Jones. <laughs> this is a few years before that, uh, but in a couple of weeks mm-hmm. after this episode, she'd be in Tammy and the T-Rex. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> nice pull. Yeah. <laughs> Only going up for her at that point. That's right. <laughs> she introduces herself as Angela, and Jimmy Olsen introduces himself as in charge of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, would any of us really have game with uh, Denise Richards? I, I sure I, wouldn't. I, I don't think so. I mean, valid point. Valid point. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're we're talking peak Denise Richards here. <laughs> right. That's yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. Is his entire story arc through this whole series just I'm bad at dating? Yeah, pretty much. Actually. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it never gets better. I don't think he ever has yeah. like any kind of steady girlfriend ever. Wow. Well, now Lois arrives at her desk, promptly throws out the pile of decorations I guess Jimmy had put there, and she vents at him that she's tired of Christmas getting shoved in her face. For once, she wants to feel the true spirit of Christmas. And this year, she vows to have the holiday she wants and gives her family a call. We find out both of her parents and her sister all have plans for Christmas and can't spend it with her. Yeah, so... So her sister is actually we meet her we meet her sister's boyfriend because she tells her that she's going to be spending Venice you know uh, Christmas in Venice with her boyfriend. We actually meet the boyfriend later on, and he becomes Metallo. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> it's terrible special effects, but you know, spoiler alert for later in this episode. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Metallo is actually just a, a nice little Easter egg. It was like, oh, Toy Man and Metallo. Wow. I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but here's when Perry storms out of his office and shouts, Atomic Space Rats, as you do. <laughs> we all have at least once. Right? Yeah, well, at, at least yeah, once it, in our lives. That's a Christmas tradition, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Like none other. <laughs> that's right. That's how we end all of our Christmas caroling to our friends. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> From all of us to all of you, Atomic, Atomic Space Rats. Space Rats. <laughs> I mean, this does fit the the very trope, though, right? Like every year there's the hot toy, the tickle me oh, elbow, yeah. the Furby oh, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So I can yeah. totally see a newspaper interview like, we got to get this story. Absolutely. <laughs> but of course, yeah, and that's exactly what he wants. Meanwhile... We check in on its creator, Winston Schott, who recounts the tale of getting fired from Metropolis Toys for making a teddy bear that he claims his bosses told him that he should make something children want to buy. I don't think that's the problem. I think there's just nothing inventive about a bear mm-hmm. that talks when you hug it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, true. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, Ms. Dovey tells him it's the best toy you've ever made. Well, maybe that's the problem. Yeah, maybe he's just a crappy inventor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come up with Thundercats, man. <laughs> <laughs> but Shot says he's going to make everyone pay for what they did and pay and pay. Oh, they're going to pay. And pay and pay and pay. <laughs> Sherman Hemsley missed his calling to be a cackling supervillain. <laughs> he almost was an amen you remember that series oh yeah yes oh yeah <laughs> yeah 
But yeah, he does have a cackle at the end of every line. I wondered if they even bothered writing those into the script for him, or they're just like, yeah, every time you talk, do this. That might have, yeah, that might have just been him. He pro- they probably didn't even need to tell him. That was just, it's the part no one realized he was born to play. <laughs> the, the director is just like, Sherman, more. Give me more. <laughs> bigger, go bigger on that. It's his cowbell. we now cut to lois and jimmy outside a toy store where a crowd of people are waiting very impatiently for it to open the store manager tries to let just lois and jimmy in to talk with them but the crowd bum rushes the door and it's a black friday level madhouse (laughs) it is totally I love how Clark just lets that happen. We can't have the snowball fight earlier, but these people are getting trampled <laughs> entry to a Best Buy or whatever, and he's fine. He's like, this is fine. This is fine. <laughs> he's got a quota. He's got like a maximum that he, you know, I can't save anybody this anymore. Like, I hit my limit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, he, guys. He does change into Superman, but he helps the manager up after he's trampled. <laughs> right. He lets this guy get trampled and just like, oh, I'm here. Sorry. <laughs> Damage is done. Yeah. I wonder how far this is going to get before. Yeah. <laughs> I'll clean up. It's yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, while I have you, you want to donate some of your toys to this orphanage? <laughs> yeah. That's right. Exactly. As long as the guy's still alive to ask for the donations, it's all fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> Meanwhile, inside, Lois heads for the Atomic Space Rats first to see what the big deal is, inadvertently sprays herself in the face, and suddenly she and another woman are fighting over these space rats like toddlers. And <laughs> Terry Hatcher is using this high-pitched kid voice that kind of took me aback. It's a choice. It, it is <laughs> honestly great. at first i was like what the hell is she doing but then you know what i kind of enjoyed it and i was like yeah. she's doing a really good job <laughs> right. i really it was like it like i believe that she's under some crazy drug spell from this like she'd make a great voice actor totally and it's like just a throwaway line by sherman hemsley later on you know he's like i believe it's rather unusual side effect will be to make adults act like children it's like if you miss it if you're not paying attention, you're going to miss it. And it just, it, it explains why she's acting in such a crazy manner. Yeah. Well, yeah. he's, he's watching them here. So he says it right here. He says it has a slightly different effect on adults to, to make them act <laughs> both greedy and like children. And now that he sees it working as expected, it's on to step two. Step two. There's a step two. We're ruining Christmas, Miss Duffy. It's a big job. <laughs> <laughs> and why she didn't walk away after that like i mean you could see where she was like at first like okay well you know he's just he's a little mad about that he's going to try to get people back but now it's pretty much laid out i'm ruining christmas mm-hmm. and she's she's still kind of okay with it it seems like it's blinded by love man she struggles with it the whole thing she's <laughs> like right. i don't know <laughs> yeah I would do anything for love. <laughs> he should he should be in this episode. <laughs> that would have been awesome. But I won't spray rats. <laughs> I won't spray rats, yeah. <laughs> Great. Well, back at the Daily Planet, Lois is still acting like a greedy child. Clark asks to look at one of the rats, and she says, okay, and sprays both him and Jimmy. 
And not even <laughs> Superman is immune to whatever's in that space rat spray. They suddenly want everything they see and start eating candy from a candy jar that's out. Clark completely disregards his secret identity on this yes. on this space rat stuff and vacuums up an entire container of what looks like Skittles while no one's looking, but they could have seen him. Uh, yeah, someone could have seen him. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's so funny that this actually affects him because there's another yeah. episode where there's like a love potion that affects like everybody and it doesn't affect him. So I don't know what kind of chemicals uh, Sherman or shot is using, but like this dude needs to market that stuff. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, right. It's strong enough for Superman. I totally thought he was going to be the one that was not going to be right? affected and everyone's going crazy around him. So it did surprise me that it affects him. Usually it's magic that affects him, but like chemically stuff, it's like, He's, his lungs are too strong for that, but no. Nope. Right. <laughs> no, this is this is powerful stuff. They spiked it real good. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I think my favorite part of this scene is Lois calling someone else to tell them you're not invited to my Christmas party. <laughs> that was pretty great. Wasn't it her sister? Didn't she call her sister back? Oh, she was it Lucy? Oh, yeah, okay. It yeah, that was pretty great. I also like uh, like Clark and uh, Lois getting into it, and then they're getting mad at each other, and then they cross their arms, we're all angry, and they're doing all <laughs> yes. the, oh, I love the that. kid mannerisms. It's mm-hmm. really, they really got into that. Oh, well, and here's, here's when Perry comes out to figure out right. what is going on, tells Lois, <laughs> give me those rats, and Lois gets all quiet and like makes kind of a pouty face, like a child right. getting yelled at and being punished. I thought that was mm-hmm. great acting. Yeah. <laughs> Dean Kane wrote all of this. Yeah, yeah, you did. Mm-hmm. It's fantasy fulfillment here. He wanted to do this with Terry Hatcher on set. <laughs> well, well, amid all, all that commotion in the newsroom, Clark's parents pop in to see him and drop off gifts they have for him and his friends, and Lois just takes the whole stack from him. Ooh, I want this one and this one. <laughs> okay, I did have a question, because didn't he say he was going to Smallville for Christmas? He did. He did. So why are his parents here? For the shopping. They're going to the big city. You know, they don't have a uh, mall there you go. in there Smallville you go. or whatever. Yeah, no, no, right. No. Yeah, that scans. Yeah, but it, it fair enough, though. It does seem odd that, like, Smallville's far enough away you take a plane. So they took a plane there, and then they're taking a plane back, and then Clark is going to go back on a plane with them. Like, it seemed like a lot of traveling, like... I, I don't know. You think they would have come a different weekend? It, it does seem a, like a, lo- a little overcomplicated for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forgot that that he says his plane, he has to fly to Smallville. I forgot about that. Mm. I, see, I thought that was uh, uh, an oblique reference where he was actually going to fly uh, a Superman to Smallville. And there was right. no plane. Oh. True. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. I mean, I guess any problem we have, it we can pretty much answered by <laughs> Dean Cain wrote it. Yeah, (laughs) you can Superman it away. That's right. Exactly. Yep. (laughs) And he knew that. I like to think this is mostly uh, middle-aged dudes who have to worry about family logistics and holiday travels are transposing (laughs) our own concerns. uh, (laughs) Yeah, 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 (laughs) very much could be. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Got to fly. There's a lot of flying going on. Yeah, totally. Forget that. You know, if you're the ones with the kids, why do you have to travel? It just doesn't make any sense. (laughs) For real. (laughs) I don't get. I don't get these holiday travel plans. Are you marking all this, the places you're going to have to stop to guess up? And, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's real. 
Martha Kent is played by Kay Callan. I am so Mom, angry at you. I just don't know what to do with you. I never spanked you. I never had to. But right now, I'd like to drop your britches and tan your hide like cheap leather. She's best known for this show, but y'all might recognize her recent appearance in Knives Out. She played Christopher Plummer's mother. Yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> it's great, Nana. I knew she well, was familiar. That's right. Mike, you didn't call it out, but in the store and Lois starts fighting with the woman. Like, was that you didn't call oh. her out? Was that woman? Was that someone? I mm-hmm. didn't. Um, I know Dean Kane's mother is somewhere in this. It's Dean Kane's mom. Mm-hmm. Is that who it is? I think so. Okay. Okay. All right. She felt like she was someone. Yeah, she's credited as pretentious lady at IMDb. Oh, that's so good it. luck identifying that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thank you. I'm not stepping into that one. <laughs> His, her son did. <laughs> I mean, right. Exactly. And Jonathan Kent is played by Eddie Jones. This is the last Christmas we come to Metropolis to do our Christmas shopping. This town is crazy. I recognized him almost immediately, but I want to hear if you all know him from anything specific. Yeah, I remember him from Sneakers. Okay. Yes, that's what it is. With Robert Redford. Yeah, Yeah. that's right. And Ben Kingsley. I know him from A League of Their Own. He's Marla Hooch's dad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's That's right. right. She's got an eye like DiMaggio. (laughs) (laughs) He's great. I like him. Oh, yeah. 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 He's great here, too. I I liked him as as Pa Kent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Throughout the series. Very confused at everyone right now, seemingly acting like children. So they go in to see Perry, who has apparently sprayed himself in the face with the rats he took from Lois. (laughs) And he's standing on his desk and dancing the twist. Yeah. (laughs) Good old Perry. (laughs) Shakes his moneymaker in their face. Mm -hmm. He is into it, man. Yeah, I loved it. (laughs) I love how his tie, like, he's just all disheveled. Loses his tie. Yeah. (laughs) Well, Martha's the first to find out where Clark is. He's also still under the influence of this space rat spray, and he heat visions Lois's high heel and causes her to fall. Mm -hmm. Another instance of not caring about his secret identity. No, like, this is how strong this stuff is on Superman. Yeah. An outraged Martha storms over to him, grabs him by the ear, and threatens to spank him. <laughs> I love her line. She there. did. I know she did. I want to tan your hide like cheap leather. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. right. <laughs> it was a simpler time. Yeah. And it's a, it, <laughs> That's right. It's a simpler time. You, <laughs> you could can, do that. You yeah. can't say that now. Yeah. <laughs> no, that wouldn't happen now. No. Like, and I love that this echoes the Perry scolding uh, Lois earlier. It like, does. right. Clark getting scolded by his mom, and he's kind of the same way. He's kind of like, oh, I'm sorry. Well, and it kind of knocks him out of it. Yeah. yeah. And it's his actual mother. So maybe that has something to do with it. But yeah, oh, yeah. this is right about when he starts to, to snap out of it and he doesn't remember anything after getting sprayed, but he does remember feeling like he wanted everything he saw. Mm-hmm. And it's convenient. He didn't remember anything after he got sprayed. Cause then now anything he did, like if anyone saw him do Superman stuff, they're not going to remember it now when they come out of their little stupor. So, oh, right. yeah. I didn't even yeah. think of that. Yeah. Yeah, Dean Kane doesn't leave any plot holes when he writes. He stuff. <laughs> That's right. He's pretty, <laughs> right. He's pretty tight. He's tight in the script. <laughs> 
Yeah, but everyone else is still feeling its effects. We see Jimmy rigging the secret Santa and Perry drunkenly tell his wife on the phone, I don't know if I want to spend some dumb, trippy, kissy face Christmas. Uh, I, uh, I want to go to Graceland. And his <laughs> wife hangs up. Uh. Kissy, I, he did say kissy face. He did say kissy face. <laughs> that means she was really excited about that Santa suit. If she's like oh. hanging up at the thought of oh, going no. to Graceland, that is true. <laughs> Why not both? <laughs> yeah, right. I'm assuming both. Yeah, yeah. If you have that specific Santa suit, that specific Santa suit, yes, in Graceland. Yeah. Where do you even get that Santa suit? That's oh, that's custom made. That's, I, right? yeah, that's, a, that's a bespoke. That's a bespoke <laughs> suit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally. Well, I looked up to see if going to Graceland for Christmas is a thing, and it's very much a thing. Oh, I believe it. (laughs) They do lights. They do concerts. They have a holiday special coming up on NBC. Well, by the time this airs, it it will have already aired. But it was great. Did you see it? I mean, it was, yeah. Yes. (laughs) I loved it. It was amazing. Yeah. I don't know these things. I haven't paid attention to Elvis culture since Full House stopped. (laughs) They had they had a hologram of Lane Lane Smith in the Santa suit. <laughs> oh man, I'd go just for that. Well, now they have <laughs> to. Right? Now, yeah, now they they they're listening, so they know <laughs> he's there. <laughs> but Clark now realizes it's going to take some more time for the effects of the spray to wear off on all these other normal Earthlings. So he tells his parents to get out of there and go shopping because this is a job for Superman. Mm-hmm. And he goes in as Superman and takes the rats from Perry, who's clutching all of them to his chest and just laughing giddily. <laughs> That's going to be a terrible hangover. <laughs> I, I love I love it. He's like Superman comes in to take him. and He's like, no, Superman, no, Superman, don't take my rats. Superman, you're not going to take my rats away, are you? Uh-huh. Ah, don't take my <laughs> <That's> rats. <right. laughs> Perry is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Lois also has a terrible hangover from this. She wakes up at her place to a knock on the door, and it's Clark pretending to have one as well. Tells her, I think Superman brought me home. (laughs) (laughs) He's really method, too. He's got the uh, the ice pack. Yeah, he does. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The old the old fashioned ice pack. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) He planned this. He stayed up and was just like, all right, I need to make this convincing. I got to sell this. What can I do? (laughs) Yeah. He went down to the drugstore and got the ice pack. And he That's right. Yeah. He bought it on the way. Yeah. Why is Clark Kent going to have an ice pack in his place? He's not going to have an ice right. pack. Right. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, but Clark did some digging and he found the one and only distributor of atomic space rats in all of Metropolis, Henry Heckelbaum. So they drop by his warehouse, which is full of the space rats. Which, out of context, sounds a lot worse than it really is. <laughs> it does. There's probably some actual rats there as well. Yeah, oh, I'm yeah, sure. There's some space rats. We're Looking just, at this guy, yeah. A different kind of space yeah. rat. <laughs> uh, Henry Heckelbaum is played by Dom Herrera, probably best known for a stand-up comedy, because his delivery is not too far from what he's doing here. The real Italian, hey, what do you think, I'm stupid? <laughs> Yeah. You know how much money I'm making here? You think I'm going to tell you who makes these things? What am I nuts? What am I stupid? He actually was a guest star on the Gary Shandling show's Christmas episode. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a great one. Yeah. I don't think I've seen that one. Oh, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Well, now that's in my head, but 
<laughs> I know Don Romero better as a voice on Hey Arnold. He was Ernie, the really short squat guy who lived in his building. Hmm. Uh, okay. Yeah, I think I knew him from the stand-up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's very specifically him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah, and he refuses to give up the name of who's making the space rats. He says, you know how much money I'm making here? (laughs) (laughs) So Clark asks Lois to cause a diversion, and she puts on her high-pitched toddler voice again and pretends to go crazy about the rats on the shelves. Good that she can do it on command. Like, good job, That's Yeah, yeah, that is impressive. Talent, yeah. And while Hecklebaum deals with her, Clark grabs an invoice off the wall. Then he carries Lois out of there until they're in the clear, and they look at the invoice, and they spot the name WP Shot. So it's time for a background check. How come he couldn't just, like, look at it and know exactly what it was? I mean, he's got supervision, right? I mean, I mean, yeah. Why, why did he have to, like, sneak? I, mean, I get it, but... <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're right. He just could have looked at it. It was like, okay, I see what it is now. We can go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they didn't have that 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 good of a camera. <laughs> yeah, the effects true. budget. Right. I was thinking, well, it's very convenient that they keep their invoices on a bulletin board rather yeah. than like a filing <laughs> right. cabinet. But that's, that's... Right. That might have required X-ray vision, and we can't afford that. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. We we already blew the budget on the uh, what's coming up later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, and it's a good thing it was an invoice that they needed and not like something for the plumbing or something. Right, yeah, exactly. Really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the power bill. Damn it, Lois. This is all, yeah, all catering bills. This is like, almost all. <laughs> yes, catering at the space rat warehouse. <laughs> Lois and Clark will be right back here on ABC. My son says I spoil the grandkids, especially at Christmas. Sure, I've been going to Burger King to get him all those great Disney glasses. But I didn't get him every glass. There's still a Lion King. And the movie's back in theaters now. So I had to get him this one, too. It's just 89 cents. And it's only at Burger King with any Whopper value meal. Okay, so I spoil him a little. I'm a grandma. That's my job. Burger King, get your burgers worth. Did you know that every time you learn something, it makes a wrinkle in your brain? Really? Just think how many wrinkles you get in here when you read a book. So put a ton of wrinkles in your head. It's a tough world out there, and being smarter gets you ready for it. Knowledge is power. Get some wrinkles. What's up, dudes? I'm Jerry D of Totally Rad Christmas, the podcast that talks all things Christmas in the 80s. Toys, movies, specials, music, books, fashion, and fads. If it was gnarly during Christmas in the 80s, he's got it covered. Wait, is there a lot of things to talk about for the 80s and Christmas? Well, you got the movie giants like Christmas Vacation, Scrooge, and A Christmas Story. There are TV specials like Muppet Family Christmas, Claymation Christmas Celebration, and a Garfield Christmas Special. Plus classics shown every year. You also jam out to Last Christmas, Do They Know It's Christmas, and Christmas in Hollis. But most of all, it was a time for the most bodacious, best-selling Christmas toys ever, like He-Man, G.I. Joe, Transformers, and Cabbage Patch Kids. Yes, them too. We cover them all, plus much more, including standard segments like Hap Hap Happiest Memory, Gag Me With The Spoon, The Other Half of the Battle, and Chant With The Littles. So tune in to Totally Rad Christmas everywhere you get your podcasts. Turn the clock back and dive into those warm and fuzzy memories. Later, dudes!
Well, Mr. Shot has recruited a group of out-of-work longshoremen to do a job for him. <laughs> They're all huddled around a hot stove in a back alley, and he shows up with a nervous Miss Duffy, takes out a giant wad of cash to entice them. <laughs> he's just he's asking to be attacked yes <laughs> there's no way they would have just done his job they would have beat him up and taken his money <laughs> and just taken the money right right they're all bigger than he is just yoink yeah <laughs> thanks old man you called it out i'm glad you did he called him longshoremen like, the, like that's specifically what they are they didn't want to call them <laughs> very, like yeah. homeless people or so i was like they're longshoremen right okay, how to work longshoremen. <laughs> sure okay but we see a montage to the cheerful tune of We Wish You a Merry Christmas of these guys delivering shipments of new space rats to stores that don't even sell toys. Everyone wants a piece of the space rat pie. But now Miss Duffy is getting more nervous and tells Shot she's not sure she can keep this up any longer. She tries to remind him how he used to love children so much. And he defends himself, saying, I'm still giving them what they want, and the effects aren't permanent, so no one's getting hurt. And then he starts putting on the charm. <laughs> he does. He layers it. If by charm you mean winning the showcase showdown on Price is Right. <laughs> yes. Uh, bring out <laughs> yes. I have written down a new car. <laughs> For you, Miss Duffy, the first profits from the Space Rats. Oh, Mr. Shot, it's so very shiny. <laughs> Along with a, a faux fur coat and a fur, diamond yeah. necklace. I like how in writing this, Dean Kane specified the fur coat wasn't real. He didn't want to deal with phone calls. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, totally. Even Superman is afraid of PETA. He doesn't want it. <laughs> This reminded me of, I don't know if any of you have seen the movie Johnny Dangerously oh, yeah. with Michael Keaton. There's a point where he's bribing the cop and they, they uh, I forget the name of the game show. It's like he's playing a game show and it's called Blackmail and he shows him the new car and he shows him a mink coat. It was almost exactly the <laughs> wow. same thing. So it made me think of that. And it's Danny DeVito doing it. So it's like, it just made me think of that very specifically. Wow. <laughs> There's a connection I wasn't thinking to make, but thank you. <laughs> Yeah, these are all from the first profits of the space rats to show her how much it pays to strike back. Hmm. But back out walking around that night, Lois asks Clark about his plans for Christmas Eve. Clark, of course, is going to Smallville to be with his parents, who apparently have already flown back home. <laughs> Just a day trip, a quick, quick day trip <laughs> on a plane, you know, do some shopping. Or Clark flew them back, maybe. Like, maybe. Oh, maybe. maybe. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hop on. He's flying Perry around in the sled. Like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> that's right. Uh, but uh, Clark asks Lois if she has a tree yet. And she admits she always has trouble deciding how big of a tree to get, what kind of a tree to get. She tells the story about her the first year after her parents split up. She was 12 years old. Neither of them bothered to get a tree that year. So she broke into her piggy bank and bought herself a sad little Charlie Brown tree goes on about how now she's not a kid anymore and she should just get a great tree and have a great Christmas. And then we cut to her bringing a Charlie Brown tree Charlie into her Brown apartment. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you can afford on a reporter's salary. 
Yeah. That's very true," <laughs> said the former reporter. <laughs> but <laughs> she spent it all on her super nice apartment. I know um, yeah, it is right. a super yeah. nice apartment, and it's cute in the apartment. Yeah, yeah, and and she even puts the one bulb. The on one it. bulb. Yes, the yeah, one yeah, red the one bulb. bulb. Yeah. <laughs> yep. They don't actually say the words Charlie Brown tree, but it's very clear with that one red bulb that Dean Kane was thinking about it. I would guarantee you in the script, he wrote Charlie I'm Brown. I'm sure he oh, did. Oh, very yeah. much yeah. so, yeah. A million percent. Like, did. it even yeah. falls off and breaks. Mm. <laughs> yes. I could just I could just picture Dean Kane, you know, typing it out, just thinking to himself, this is gold. This is gold. This is gold. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm <Wow>. nailing this. <laughs> So we cut to the next morning, Christmas Eve in the newsroom, and Lois did some more digging, and I think had the space rat liquid tested in a lab, and we now have the results. The spray contains a powerful psychotropic drug, but when the mixture is boiled, it becomes a harmless solution, low in sodium and high in vitamin C. <laughs> that's a surprise tool that can help I, us later i love that yeah. specific <laughs> exactly <laughs> foreshadowing yes we, foreshadowing. so we call Chekhov's heat vision <laughs> yes see it over the mantle. That's right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it, what's funny is right about that when she reveals about the tests that they did um like she reveals it's this chemical and everything and then perry comes in and is like well they found this thing that he's doing something but they have no proof and i was like but they just they got the lab results. That's would seem like it seems like proof, to me. right? I don't yeah. know what Perry is like. They have no proof. Yeah, I did. They <laughs> like maybe they just broke open a space rat. I don't know. But yeah, and it's, like, it's I Star can't Labs. This. You right? have no proof. You have no proof. I can't print this. <laughs> that's right. It, it's Star Labs, but it's the guys who work at Star Labs on Christmas Eve. So you know, yeah, that's right. <laughs> not the top shelf guys. <laughs> no. is it the, what, what's her name uh, from the Flash? Is it? Is that Star Labs? Is it still the same yeah. Star Labs there? Tina McGee. Yeah. Tina McGee, yes, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that vat uh, shot was mixing up earlier did look like a big vat of orange juice, so that explains the vitamin C. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but now it's Secret Santa time, and Jimmy perks up when Angela Denise Richards tells him, I'm your Secret Santa. And then so does Perry. Jimmy, I'm your Secret Santa, boy. And then so does everyone else in the newsroom. And <laughs> Angela calls Mr. I'm in charge of it a jerk and storms off, taking her gift with her. <laughs> no one else took theirs back, just her. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> he, he kept those gifts, I guarantee you. Oh, of course he did. <laughs> they were all space rats, though. That was they were all space <laughs> that's rats. A, that's the problem. That's yeah. the downside, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, Perry didn't seem mad about it, so maybe. He tells Jimmy to let her go. She'll take your heart and tear it right out of your chest. <laughs> Probably not wrong. Identical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I was trying, I thought that was funny. And I, I didn't, I just now realized I was like, oh, because his his wife just left him. So he's he's mad about that. But then when I saw, watched it in my head, he was saying, Jimmy, you're it was like you're a daisy. You couldn't handle her <laughs> in my head. What he was yeah. saying. <laughs> I mean, both are true, but yes, he yeah. he mentions that his wife left when he told her that he'd rather go to Graceland instead of stay home and do whatever sexy Santa suit plans that he had before. But no kissy face anymore. Yeah, no that apparently face. upset her so much that she left him. She left him. <laughs> No suit, no, no. <laughs> it's a deal breaker. Yep. That's it. For well, life. That's a deal for breaker life. For life. <laughs> well, Lois takes this opportunity to invite Perry to her place. 
she's decided to throw a Christmas party and Perry oh so sweetly replies, well, beats the soup kitchen. <laughs> That's right, he did. I forgot Yikes. about that. <laughs> and Lois said something to the effect of, don't count on it. But <laughs> Oh yeah, don't don't raise your expectations too high. Yeah, like yeah. That. <laughs> That's when I knew Perry was taking it hard because he wasn't even planning on going to like a Chinese restaurant on Christmas right. Eve or whatever. He was right to the soup kitchen. Yeah. Yeah, he's, a broken, he's a broken man at this point. You're the news director for the Daily Planet. Get a good Christmas Eve dinner somewhere. Nope. The implication is his wife was the money in the relationship. Oh. <laughs> well, right about now, we get another visitor to the newsroom. It's Santa. Well, how that's how Clark knows him. It's Dick Van Patten <laughs> from the orphanage. <laughs> Coming to meet him about those toy donations. I would, do we learn his name? Like he just keeps No, he's him credited Santa. <laughs> <laughs> I was it kept funny. He kept calling him Santa. I'm like, wait, did we learn his name at some point? No, no. In in the credits on IMDb, it's just as Santa. Santa. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also brings along the little girl, Danielle, from earlier. Uh, Lois plays a game with her at her desk while while Santa tells us Danielle doesn't speak and hasn't spoken a word since her parents. Well, he hesitates, but we know it's when she became an orphan. And that was three years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she she uh, Calvin Cooley's it from Scrooged. Yeah, yep, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I was I'm surprised that it wasn't some kind of play on like Tiny Tim or something like Tiny Tina or something like oh, wow. that. Her name. Oh <laughs> Diminutive Danielle. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, Jimmy delivers Lois the results of her background check on Winston Shot, and they find out he's a former chemist who was fired last year from Metropolis Toys, along with his secretary, who rented out a warehouse in her name. Hmm. And at the warehouse, Mr. Shot and Miss Duffy are watching the news on TV, which is now breaking the report from the Daily Planet, the atomic space rats contain mind-altering drugs. <laughs> So half the half the people are going to stop buying, and then there's yeah, be the a other whole half new yeah. section are going to start buying. Right? They're just like, hmm. <laughs> I don't know why. It just it just reminded me of Homer Simpson licking the toads yes, when he's no, on the island. True. I'm not not licking toads. <laughs> <laughs> and I is this where our uh, extra special guest news anchor first pops in, Mike? Oh, I didn't notice who the news anchor was. Oh, this is another fun uh, guest yeah. appearance. It is Doug Llewellyn, the guy that used to stand outside people's court and interview them when they <gasps> oh came out goodness. after the trial. That's right. It was. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Good eye, Jeej. Oh, yeah, good catch. <laughs> I didn't see him clearly enough on the old CRT TV because it's 1994. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And it's like a 13 inch TV in the back. <laughs> right. right. And I'm watching like a ripped VHS recording of this episode anyway. Yeah. And I were totally like, I, I didn't see him super clearly, but I was like, I totally recognize the hair. And I was like, <laughs> I need to look that guy up. And I forgot to look him up, but Jesus, right. Bam. It was totally Doug Llewellyn. I've worked in too many <laughs> newsrooms. Every <laughs> anchor has that haircut. <laughs> Every anchor still has that haircut. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. So their plan is foiled, but Shot insists our little toy enterprise may be coming to an end, Miss Duffy. But the game isn't over. Metropolis still has lessons to learn, and we're still the teachers. I don't even want to imagine that line coming out of anyone else but Sherman Hemsley. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 
and we follow him out to a wooded area where he dumps the rest of the chemicals into the reservoir that supplies Metropolis's water. Remember when I said Scarecrow was taking notes? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Poison the water supply, man. That's like, that's Good chapter one. one. Yeah. Villainy yeah. Right yep. there. <laughs> and when he dumps it in, it like, it acts like this bright orange oil slick. It does. I was wondering what was in that. <laughs> So I, I, I just recorded an episode on I'm Telling, that game show for kids. It's basically wow. like the, the newlywed game for yeah. kids. And there's a, they would like, you know, quote unquote, teleport the kids to the isolation zone. And like you'd <laughs> see these beams, these like, like computer generated <laughs> beams. That was done better. <laughs> I'm telling that it, that it was here. It was, it was pretty bad. And someone in charge of the story of Batman Begins had to have watched Lois and Clark, right? <laughs> oh, you Yeah. They called Dean Kane. I need your script. Listen, <laughs> I need a, I need an idea. What could Scarecrow do? I got it. <laughs> I got you. I got you. <laughs> Just turn the greed toxin into a fear toxin and you're all set. <laughs> well, Lois and Clark decide to go after shot at the warehouse. But just before we see them hail a cab, Clark notices some of the toys have begun to arrive at the orphanage. No, they have it. That's just what he thinks. It's Miss Duffy who's apparently decided she's had enough. Finally, mm-hmm. took some of his old failed teddy bears to deliver herself. She's really hung up on those bears. She really loves them. She loved those bears. <laughs> she loved those bears. Mm-hmm. Best thing you ever made. The best thing you ever made. There's a deleted scene where we see how you can insert a cassette into the back of it and it will tell you a story. <laughs> Motley, Motley Cruz uh, shot at the devil. <laughs> <laughs> That explains why they say Merry Christmas later. I thought it was just, oh, conveniently, they're Christmas bears. No, they're Teddy Ruxpin. Mm-hmm. I was trying I was trying to remember we saw her passing out the bears to the kids. And then I was trying to remember if we saw a toy man dumping the thing after that, because in my head, he secretly puts them in the bears because he knew she was going to take them and give them to the kids. So I <laughs> oh, thought, no. oh, we're going to find that. out they did that. No, I, th- I was thinking ahead of Dean Kane on that one. So. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> We're not all geniuses here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> He's right. That would have overcomplicated things. So I, right. I'm wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. Clark doesn't think anything of this either. They get a cab, but the driver's still feeling the effects of the space rats and yeah. drives very erratically before attempting to charge them $200. <laughs> that was so bizarre that <laughs> that made it in the scene. There, there, yeah, right. Like, it felt super long and you're not clear at first. Is he under the drug? Like, what's going on? No, they do not hang a lantern on that at all. They do no. not. And I love Lois' response. She's like, you don't know what you're doing. I'm just going to give you 20 bucks. and like, <laughs> bye. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> Kids don't ever get into a car if the driver is under the influence of space rat goo. <laughs> And one of the back windows was open. Like he pulls up and then it's like all the wind is super cold out because it's snowing. And one of the back windows is open. I was waiting for one of them to get in and be like, why is it so cold in here? Because one of the windows are open. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they arrive at the warehouse and Clark opens the locked door. No problem by snapping the handle off and just tells Lois, oh, must have rusted through. (laughs) (laughs) The excuses he gives in this series (laughs) are the worst. (laughs) 
So I just like remembered I have to, thing, uh, right? yeah. yeah, every <laughs> single episode, you know, someone calls for help and he's like, I have to see my dentist right now. Yeah. No, 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 no. Like, what? Come on, man. I got to clean my refrigerator. <laughs> that's like, that's like a holdover from like the $6 million man. Like he was the worst. <laughs> like that's he would right, show yeah. everyone, he would show everyone his bionics. He was like, I saw this thing a mile away and they're like, I eat like carrots. That that would be what he would tell them. It's like, I eat, I eat my carrots. I eat my so carrots. Like, <laughs> <laughs> see where Dean Kane gets it from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> inspiring he's just stealing from everybody yeah this guy. hey man <laughs> but here is where lois names our villain where's oh, our toy, toy man, man and his nasty, nasty goo, goo. <laughs> neither are there we know that but what they do find is the diamond necklace and a dear john letter left by miss duffy it was a dear john letter <laughs> yeah wrote i'm giving the last good thing you made to some deserving children she writes and this <laughs> is when Shot returns to discover he's busted. Lois and Clark ask where the chemicals are and show him the note. And he's legitimately shocked that she would leave after 20 years. Mm -hmm. He should have put on that Santa suit. (laughs) (laughs) Call up Perry. I need your suit. That's it. (laughs) I need to borrow this. I need to borrow this. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And Clark has also worked out here that she's the woman he saw at the orphanage. So he tells Shot, they'll take him to her if you tell us what you've done with the chemicals. He doesn't, but they take him to the orphanage anyway. <laughs> right. Yeah, they do. <laughs> That's right. Oh, man. <laughs> because Superman asks him later, tell me where you, what you did with the chemicals. So he doesn't know, but they no, took him over no. here. That's the next scene. They don't know how yeah, ultimatums true. work. Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, not sure how that works. Right. Here he notices Lois is carrying one of his old teddy bears and asks, why did you bring that with you? And she said she picked it up and didn't feel like letting it go. Hmm. And they're about to cross the street. They're across the street from the orphanage. And they see several women fighting over one of the remaining space rats. And Clark gently takes it from them, hands it to Lois. So now she's holding both the bear and the rat. (laughs) And the next thing we see is little Danielle spots Lois from across the street and runs to her. But at the same time, there's a horse-drawn carriage galloping super fast down the street at the exact same moment. <laughs> of course, of course, there is. Yeah, so fast. <laughs> this horse is running at full speed with the carriage behind it. With the carriage yeah. behind it in a city. I've never seen a horse and buggy in a city just galloping at full speed. Yep, it was a sight. Do we know there wasn't like a time portal that opened to a Christmas carol? Or I don't know. <laughs> it's the hearse. It's the hearse that goes up the stairs. <laughs> I think it was uh, Rick Moranis scared her. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> oh, this horse has places to be. And if a child just happens to be in the way, it's its own fault. Yep. <laughs> It's my road. Yeah, (laughs) that's right. (laughs) Clark goes to change the Superman, but before he does, Winston Shot runs out and dives after her in front of the horse, and then Superman whisks them both out of harm's way. Dean Cain is the worst Superman ever. Yeah, he's not great. He's not great. Sherman Helmsley, like he didn't pull her away. He just no, jumped he on just, top of her. He's like, he's like, <laughs> we'll if, both be crushed. You're gonna die. We're both gonna die. He's gonna. (laughs) He's a protective layer. Have you ever seen Ben Hur, Danielle? (laughs) (laughs) That mean anything to you? (laughs) (laughs) But but shot. Thanks, Superman, for saving Danielle and himself. And 
Superman tells him, you sure took a big chance out there for someone who doesn't love children. He admits he really does love children. He was just so angry about getting fired and his talents not being appreciated. He almost gets angry again when Danielle reaches out to Lois. He thinks she's reaching for the space rat. And it's just, oh, another greedy kid. But no, she reaches for the teddy bear. Mm-hmm. Heartwarming. And like I said, this teddy bear says, Merry Christmas. I love you. <laughs> and Danielle finally speaks back. Merry Christmas to you, Mr. Bear. It's a Christmas miracle. It's a Christmas miracle. Mm-hmm. I was sad she wasn't hoarse or something, you know, like, because you mentioned, you mentioned Scrooge. I, I <laughs> That's thought, what I was expecting. Like, yeah. Merry right. Christmas. <laughs> it's been three years since she's spoken. That's a dry <laughs> That's mouth. Right. <laughs> so Danielle asks Mr. Shot if the bear is his, and he tells her, I made it. I made it for you. And she gives the old toy man a kiss and thanks him. And his heart grew three sizes. <laughs> It did. He apologizes to Superman, who says, just tell me what you did with the chemicals. And the next thing you see is Superman flying out over the woods beyond Metropolis to the reservoir and uses his heat vision to boil the chemicals out of the water. Oof. <laughs> to, bo- to boil a yellow blob on the picture below him. This was a big oof. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But remember, we learned it becomes harmless when boiled, so that's why he's doing this. But right. the effect is, it looks like a big orange oil slick. Yep. <laughs> you think maybe Dean Kane got a video toaster for Christmas the year before, and he's like, hey, we got to get this into this episode. <laughs> <laughs> and we fade from there to Superman pulling a Santa sleigh through the night sky like he's a reindeer. And in the sleigh are Lois, Jimmy, and Perry. And now he's wearing his special Santa suit that's all got red <laughs> rhinestones on it and everything. It's Elvis. Elvis suit. Oh, ho, ho! Merry Christmas! It's an amazing Elvis Santa suit. It is awesome. It is fantastic. <laughs> He's got the white mutton chops. Yes, <laughs> that's, that's right. It's, it's so good. They touch down in front of the orphanage where police are taking Mr. Shot and Miss Duffy into custody. But Superman asks the police if they can stay a little longer and finish handing out the teddy bears to all the kids. And the police oblige. I mean, what are they going to do? He's Superman, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. That's pretty much. <laughs> yeah, he can do whatever he wants. They're not going to be like, or else what? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I love that he asked them that. Like, you know, I'll I'll make sure that we get him to the police station, and then he immediately turns his back on them and starts talking to somebody else. <laughs> right. You've been dismissed. Yeah. <laughs> Good job keeping an eye on him, Superman. Yeah. <laughs> and the cop calls him sir. He's like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> A lot happens in this scene. Perry learns his wife is staying in a hotel downtown, so Superman tells him, stay at the sleigh, I'll give you a big entrance. <laughs> Must be nice to know Superman, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, really. What a wingman there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wingman, he's total. <laughs> I'm going to help you fulfill your wife's fantasy. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Do you think he just crashed that sleigh like right in through like the balcony window? <laughs> Harry standing up there doing his uh, his best love me tender routine. <laughs> you just see like the cutout of the sleigh. Well, we know the real Santa has a habit of leaving kids on the roof. <laughs> That's right. He totally That's does. <laughs> Looking at you, Karen. Yeah. 
that means Perry's going to miss Lois's party, so he apologizes to her. But she understands. Big holiday for Perry. No holiday for Superman. But she gives him a kiss on the cheek anyway. She also tells Jimmy he's not coming to her party either. And out from behind the corner walks Denise Richards. <laughs> Lois explains she told her Jimmy wasn't feeling himself earlier. He was on space rat drugs. <laughs> <laughs> it's like spin from Bravestone. <laughs> <laughs> So off Jimmy goes for a hot Christmas Eve with Christmas Jones, and we never see Angela again. And Lois is like, hold on to her. I was like, we'll never see her again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, didn't, she didn't say how long. <laughs> okay. She's gone by the morning. <laughs> Until a couple of weeks later, we see her in Tammy and the T-Rex. <laughs> <laughs> She was so scarred after Jimmy. She <laughs> had to leave. I'll try dating a dinosaur. I'm go look up T-Rex. <laughs> Not even Winston Shot, who's about to go to jail, is alone on Christmas Eve. Miss Duffy hangs a mistletoe she happens to have onto a nearby tree, sprays her mouth with some binaca. <laughs> Miss Duffy, my name is Margaret. And what I want this Christmas is you. <laughs> that's that's like the most 80s, 90s thing right there. The, oh, you know, yeah. The, the spray. The, the binoculars. Right. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> I thought at first it was going to be the rat's dust. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Gives them a big old smooch right in front of the orphans who all go, Yeah. I love that the kids went, ooh. That was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> So that leaves Lois once again spending Christmas alone. We cut to her apartment where she set up a whole candlelight turkey dinner spread and wearing a very little black dress. Yeah, that was like, really? That outfit? Mm -hmm. That kind of party. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> by herself. Yeah. yeah, no, she looks great. <laughs> the spread looks great. Yeah. She's got Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas by the Pretenders playing in the background. Yeah, well, that's where all their money went right there. <laughs> yeah. There it is. <laughs> it all went to the Pretenders. I mean, I do like that version a lot. Like, Lois legit cooked a turkey. I mean, that looked like a yeah. fantastic, just a, a great bird there. Yeah, that's was, way better than yeah. a soup kitchen. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I, well, I mean, I say that, but we all know what happened in uh, Christmas Vacation, so it could have looked better than it tasted. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true. <laughs> Just deflates. <laughs> <laughs> I could see Dean Kane ripping off that up. But speaking of windows open, her window's open. Yeah. It's not that warm on Christmas Eve night. Everybody's been wearing jackets not. and scarves. Her window's open. I guess she's expecting Superman to fly in, and we hear the wind rustle out the window. Mm -hmm. But it's nothing. Or is it? There's a knock at Lois's door, and it's Clark. He didn't go to Smallville after all. Gives Lois the excuse that his plane got snowed in. <laughs> she looks out the window. Hey, it's not snowing. And Clark sheepishly replies, it isn't? <laughs> I thought for a second after he said, isn't it? He was going to like breathe out the window or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it starts snowing at the end. They should have. Yeah, they oh. should have done that. <laughs> that would have been funny if you just see. 
Because, yeah, right now Lois is so happy someone came to her party. Clark even brought her a gift from Superman. From Superman. He apparently yeah. told him the story about Lois's Christmas tree, so Superman got her a star for her tree. It's a very pretty eight-pointed star made out of some white crystal. And Lois says, I've never seen anything like this before. Where did he get it? And he points his finger up in the air. <laughs> Superman got Lois it's, space crystals and made a tree topper out of them. It's the magic dust. It's yeah. the, <laughs> a little bit for Santa Claus, a little bit more for Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> and he whips out the Santa suit from behind him. There it is. <laughs> Borrow this from my friend Perry. <laughs> he's not using it right now. He's, yeah, he's already on it. No, yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. So she puts her space star. Well, that's every star. Puts it on the tree. <laughs> All stars are in space, kids. That's true. <laughs> they hold hands. Some carolers out the window start singing. It came upon a midnight clear. Uh, carolers. Again. Through a time portal, do you think? Because they're all dressed up like they walked out of the 1800s. Yeah, it's they like did. Victorian. Every Christmas caroler, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Victorian garb. I want to get a Dickensian hat. Right? Yeah, those are amazing, yes. <laughs> Every year I see people wearing these, I'm just like, I need that. I think you should. <laughs> Lois wonders where Superman spends his Christmas, and we hear sleigh bells, and Lois thinks, oh, must still be pulling Perry around in that sleigh. But we know he's not, so that's Santa. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. Even though the last thing we hear is Lois rests her head on Clark's shoulder and they watch it actually start to snow, is Perry shouting, ho, ho, ho! <laughs> <laughs> so who knows what's real anymore? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It was all one big, long hallucination caused by space rat goo. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it, actually. <laughs> That, ex that explains how come she reverts every year to her, uh, <laughs> ah, I just don't like Christmas. Oh, it's just okay. Yeah, the, the next episode, I think, is Clark getting out of the shower and then... <laughs> oh, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> or he wakes up next to Suzanne Plachette. You know? <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> exactly. Uh, any final thoughts on this episode or Lois and Clark in general? I like the show. It's cheesy and terrible, but it, it has its charm. Um, but if you're going to watch a Lois and Clark Christmas episode, go watch season four. Uh, that one's that one's better. OK, maybe I'll return to that. But this was actually fun. Yeah. Well done, Dean Kane. <laughs> yeah. Surprisingly so, Dean, you did a good yeah. job. Like I, uh, <laughs> I did not think I was going to enjoy this. And then I was surprised by George and Wheezy are in it. And then uh, it like I was having a lot of fun with it. So it was pretty good. Like it ended like I thought the climax happened and then we had felt like another 10 minutes of her in her apartment. <laughs> it did. Yeah. That felt super long. And like <laughs> that would be my own complaint. I'm like, oh, we're still here. Why are we still here? So, but it's a good show. I'm going to have to check out that season four episode. If it's even better than I, this. I, I mean, like this it better. Yeah. Fun. I like, mean, Howie yeah. Mandel, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So Lois and Clark, it's not my favorite and I don't like Dean Kane as Superman, but so every once in a while I would do watch an episode and I do kind of enjoy it. But <laughs> Jerry's right. It's cheesy and it's kind of dumb. Yeah. Right. Yeah, this is definitely cheesy, but it it's fun. And for me, it's it's all the various guest stars like, oh, look, it's that. Oh, look, right. it's them. Oh, look. Right. Yeah. Um, it, oh, it's yeah. just uh, a, a cavalcade of your uh, 80s and 90s uh, folks you would recognize, which is a lot of fun. Right. Oh, uh, 
Riker. What's the name? Uh, Jonathan Frakes. Jonathan Frakes. Mm-hmm. He comes out mm-hmm. in it as well. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well done, casting <laughs> director. They have a ton. Yeah. Yeah. To get both Jeffersons and Dick Van Patten and Denise Richards. And Doug Llewellyn. <laughs> and Doug Llewellyn. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> wow. I mean, if you're going to, you got to swing big, right? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> star-studded episode. Lois's tree is star-studded. <laughs> Made from yeah, real stars. Charlie Brown tree. They even got the Charlie Brown tree. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> That's right. And starring the Charlie but Brown tree as himself. He works for scale. <laughs> <laughs> the tree's on strike. <laughs> <laughs> But thank you all for taking this bizarre but festive flight with me. <laughs> that was certainly me. fun. Yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> My pleasure. Glad we could do it. <laughs> and if people want to surprise you with a special rhinestone Santa suit, where can they find you on the internet if you wish to be found? Jerry. Hmm. Well, if it's going to be rhinestone studded, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so you can find me at totallyradchristmas.com. Um, I'm everywhere. You can find podcasts and also, uh, let's see, uh, just go to linktree.com slash totally rad Christmas and yeah, you get it all done. <laughs> That's how you do it. Pax. Uh, yeah, probably the easiest place to get me is Twitter. And I'm going to keep calling it Twitter, even though that's not technically its name. It's Twitter. And, uh, that's where I am under at Paxton Holly. You can find all my podcasts. I got several podcasts on there. Uh, you can check out and everything is kind of run through there. I'm also on blue sky. If anyone's on blue sky, and I'm Pax Holly on blue sky. So you can check me out there. Jeej, can we find you? I don't think you can. I mean, I I am on Mastodon, but nobody else is anymore. Uh, <laughs> no. We'll see if I make it the Blue Sky someday. But for now, just uh, keep me in your hearts. Yes. Don't find Jeej. He'll find you. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> but you can find all those other links right in the show notes of this episode or every episode of the Advent Calendar House at adventcalendar.house. And that's where you can also figure out where to follow me. I also got tired of calling out different social media platforms, so I just put them all on the link of the website that says follow. Go there. <laughs> Talk to you all soon. Tune in next episode where we'll be meeting more children behaving badly. Until then, for Jeej, Pax, and Jerry, from my rat poison contaminated drinking water reservoir, this is Mike Westfall saying always watch out for the icy patch and for suspicious space rodents with squirt guns. Watch out for those two, just in general. Good night. Next time on the Advent Calendar House. The Herdings are the worst kids in the whole history of the world. They lie and steal and smoke cigars, even the girls. And now they want to take over the Christmas pageant. I'll be Mary. And Ralph over there, he'll be the joke. Where did they come from? Who let them in? Loretta Swift got her hands full to make this the best Christmas pageant ever.